Tell Me I'm Wrong, a podcast about life, misadventure, and the things we've learned in our 20-some-odd years of living. Let's meet our hosts. I'm Professor Plum, introverted bibliophile, creator, empath. And I'm Miss Scarlet, omnidirectional writer, witch, wanderer. Let's get started, shall we? Alright, so before we get rolling into our topic for today, I want to sort of introduce the podcast as a whole. Um, I think it's going to be a little off the wall, maybe. Um, oh, definitely. Sometimes. Uh, we've done a bit of research, we've got some opinions, we've got some ideas. Um, it may be linear, or it might be about as chaotic as a movie with a time travel subplot. You know how podcasts go. Um, so how we're going to do it is each one of us are going to take a sort of topic and a lead for each episode. Um, so today you are stuck with the ramblings of me, Miss Scarlet. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce the first topic. Are we ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Uh, personality tests are a crutch. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. All right, so I'm going to allow Professor Plum the opportunity to play devil's advocate and give me a couple initial reactions, and then I can move on to what I've prepared for the episode. Whatever you've got, it doesn't matter if I have notes on it or anything, just go ahead and lay it out there. So I can't exactly play devil's advocate because I do agree that personality tests are used as a crutch. However, Personality tests were created as an assessment tool uh, as for psychological issues for people. So the original personality tests are not a crutch. It's a diagnostic tool. Uh, there's two main types of personality tests. There's self-report personality inventories, which you're probably most familiar with, where you get a series of statements and you explain or you choose how relatable they are to yourself um and those are very standardized and it's similar to like the mbti which we'll talk about later but it's not the mbti the second one is projective personality tests and those are more ambiguous in nature because they want to draw out the unconscious thoughts of a person without making them feel suspicious or hesitant um they're like the rorschach ink block tests um, Which I hadn't even considered when uh, we brought up the topic. Yeah, I kind of forgot they were personality tests, but I was reviewing my, psychologi my psychology textbooks, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a thing. A thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I have for now. I got more facts for later, but okay. I think that's a good start. Absolutely. Um, you can pop in any time. I'm just going to start rolling. Um, so... The things that I am not going to focus on are basically what you've talked about right now. I'm not going to talk about the original creation of any psychological tests um, for personality testing. I'm not going to talk about the intentions of those tests. And I'm not going to talk about the intentions of like the MBTI or the Enneagram, anything like that. I'm also not going to argue the validity or reliability of these personality tests. What you said, the, what was it? Rorschach? No, the other ones. MBTI? Yeah, but where you're you're choosing the answers. 
I don't have specific names for those okay. ones. The personal personality inventories, the self-reports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm not going to argue anything being scientifically accurate um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's just not. And we're not going to go into it. But no. um, what we are going to talk about is um, personality tests and their personal use and the effects that those tests can have on a person. So any of the tests that we're going to talk about, we're going to add into a link into a document, which will be accessible through our description. Yes, thank you. Um, so you can take the tests. You can give us your answers somewhere. We've got Twitter and Instagram. You can also hit us up on Curious Cat and ask us some questions or give us your results. And I think that would be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say. It's going to be interesting. Yes. I also want to see, like, the types like, yeah. popping up because um, once we took the, the test just to have something to talk about for this, um, we started, like, giving it to siblings and friends and just because. And it's just interesting to see where people type, regardless of whether or not it's a crutch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, moving on. Um... I feel like the discussion on personality tests is really prevalent in recent memory. Um, I feel like the popularization of the Enneagram is really bringing back like this whole personality testing idea. Um, I know that some people are talking about Enneagram books in book clubs and having their friends take tests. And, and um, I'm, I'm thinking that it's leading to some, like, trouble, troublesome rhetoric around personalities and, like, how a person behaves. She nods. Okay. I nod. I agree. <laughs> um, and that's what I want to bring some attention to is this, like, um, negative output that we're getting from personality testing. I'm not the first, nor will I be the last to discuss the negative effects, um, and I am not dismissing personality tests entirely. Um, I can discuss some of the more positive notes later, but to start off, I'm just going to talk about the problems that I keep seeing pop up. Page one done. <laughs> okay. So I think my main issue when um, talking about personality tests being used as a crutch is that um, people start using others' words to define themselves. And that just really irks me for some reason. Um, when I'm going in to take any personality test, I obviously going into it like I feel like I know myself there's no yeah. test that's gonna know me in tw the 20 minutes it takes me to fucking <laughs> finish the test it's not gonna know me better than I know myself um and I'm I don't like when people start like adding these um like unbreakable or unshakable definitions to themselves because it, like, stops any movement for change. Um, and I feel like a test can't know you in a hundred questions. 
I can't even know you in a hundred questions. Like, this test that's judging you on a scale of agree to disagree in five bubbles with every situation can't possibly know, like, what you're thinking about or the situations that surround you or the person that you're with or the situation. It's very generalized. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's also absolutes. Yes, absolutes and concrete terms and, like... It's very black and white. There's no gray. There's no wiggle room. And I'm all about that gray area. <laughs> she lives in the gray area. We I like, like it. options. Yes. Because when you limit it to black and white, you are inhibiting change. And that's yes. a huge issue. Um, so another problem is that when you're taking these types of tests, um, obviously... Um, you are thinking about how your answers will affect the result. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that has an effect if you didn't know. Um, and I know that um, when we were taking them, you mentioned to go with your gut feeling on answers. Oh, yeah. Just pick one and go with it. But <laughs> as much as that's a great, like, thought, um, we are taught to think critically about very true. Our actions and our, and the reactions think to our through. actions. You think through every possible outcome. Yep. What you say, what you do. So even if you're trying to go through a gut reaction, um, there's a lot of times where you're still... It's probably not your gut yeah, reaction. You're churning through all of these times that you've gone through things. You're churning through experiences. And even if it's your gut reaction now, like you learn. This is a learned response. It, yes, absolutely. Oh, great term. Yeah. <laughs> it's a learned response. And um, I, f I feel like I was definitely taught that way to think through the whole situation before reacting or speaking, especially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> think before you speak. <laughs> Isn't that on a tapestry somewhere? I Probably. guarantee you that's on a tapestry Mine somewhere. Mine is like, think before you speak and then don't. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, it kind of feels like um, if you were to get your results like in a vacuum, like having no outside factors and no outside um, like changes, then maybe these results could be sort of closer but if you think about all the like factors that you have growing up and your learned responses um it really it makes it impossible for something so like small or trivial to define you as a person and uh you don't exist in a vacuum you exist on planet earth unfortunately if you're listening to this podcast either you're an alien or you exist on planet Earth and you're listening to it from the Earth. So you don't exist in a vacuum. There are so many things going on around you and so, so many things going on within you that something, like, again, so trivial can't really define a human being. Um, also, it's of note to say that people change. Dun, dun, dun. I know we like to act like they don't. Um, I'm looking at you, that one Fallout Boy song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sing it, but, <laughs> but people do change. Um, situations change and you grow up. People morph. 
And the psyche of a person cannot just simply be picked apart and tossed into nine boxes. Um, So no matter how many wings or extra letters you add on to that shit, it's not going to cover all that is a human being. Um, And I think I'm just going to peek into the Enneagram really quick here. Having notes within each type saying this type will often mistype as something else it's like oh yeah oh how about you just cover your ass a little bit more oh yeah that <laughs> like, that was one of my notes i had on that one i was good. just like what what's the point of this if you're more likely to mistype as this, what's the point yeah. of saying i'm this if it's like oh well you could be this like what what is the point of you <laughs> and saying like oh um, you have these wing factors, so if you're in this type of situation or if you're in a stressful situation, then you'll act more like this other number. It's like, then you're not that number. Like, you're not a number. You're not a number. Did you hear me? This you're is, not we're, a we're not in elementary school. You don't get numbered. And, you know, that's the textbook you get for the rest of your life. Like, how <laughs> many, how many years was I a 17? <laughs> My God, I'm having flashbacks wow. now. Okay, I don't, I can't relate to that specifically, <laughs> but cute um, takeaway: you're not a number. You're not a number. On that note, uh, let's talk about our results. We took a bunch of personality tests uh, for fun. So many, <laughs> uh, just to talk about um, for this. To episode. give you a variety, the spice of life. The spice. Uh, yeah. So let's get started. Um. Let's talk about the alignment test. I was so excited for this one because you see those little charts all over the internet. Yes. And I wanted to... The memes. The memes. So many memes. So many. So many options. You can pick anything to suit your interests. I was really excited for this one. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Plus, it gave me, like, a stepping stone into the D&D world. Yeah. And I spent so many hours on that website. You did. Oh, my God. You combed through so much stuff. And I was like, I what's did. happening? I did. She went in and tried to, like, find her. I took the extra test to figure out what D&D character I was. <laughs> I am, uh, what was I? I'm a halfling paladin, it said. Beautiful. But I want to be a druid. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway, what was your result? I was chaotic neutral. I was very happy. <laughs> I don't know why, but I am pleased. That is lovely. I am chaotic good. The chaos is real in this. Oh, yeah. You can really see it. Our results are pretty high. My chaos uh, number is 11. I was 14. <laughs> um, we When we went through and took the tests, we kind of copied over the little descriptions, and I had both of us go through and highlight the things that we didn't agree with in red and the things that we did agree with in green um, just to kind of see like the way that it's skewed um, on where we how we personally felt yeah the about results the reflected us um and it lo- i mean looking at it just briefly it does look at, like it's kind of half and it's, half it's quite balanced um i will say for mine when i was going through my results for this Uh, Something I went back to is for projective personality tests, they wanted the results results to um, reveal the patient's true attitudes, motivations, and moods of behavior is how they worded it. And I was like, which one of these, you know, 
do I feel best reflects that? And I felt for the alignment, for my motivations, it was pretty dead on. Like, I'm a go with the flow type of person. And like, if I want to do something, I'll do it or I won't. But I could totally be motivated to do something. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah, okay. You know, it gave me the questions on the test. Would you do this for this sum of money? <laughs> uh, I have college debt. <laughs> yes. What's interesting, too, is that um, since this is, like, sort of in that role-playing realm, yeah. it kind of makes it a lot more outlandish. So you can you can step into something that maybe isn't entirely yourself. Because, not something you would do in real life. No, of course not. Um, so that is an issue as to why it isn't necessarily a good personality test, because it's asking questions that you couldn't possibly know the answers to. But fun nonetheless. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, BuzzFeed quizzes. Oh, the funnest quizzes what of all. What did we learn from the BuzzFeed quizzes? Professor Plum is a BuzzFeed quiz. That she is. I can attest to that. Yeah, it was <laughs> fun though. So we took a bunch um, talking about what coffee we are, what, what hot drink we are. What hot drink we are, what coffee we are, and then Reviewing these, a lot of them have to do with traits, mm -hmm. um, personality traits, like what, tell, based on this color scheme pattern, aesthetic, yeah. fruit, I can tell you what your <laughs> best quality trait is, or what your weakest quality trait is, or what friends know you for. I'm yeah. like, so. We also did one that was like, answer these questions and we'll tell you your favorite band. <laughs> they got mine right. They, they got Scarlet's really wrong. They did me dirty. <laughs> Not that I'm necessarily upset because people like what they like, but... But it did give me my favorite band of all time, which is Queen, and it gave Scarlet One Direction. So... I can name you one One Direction song. And I had to remind her what it was. Yeah. She knew a lyric. I'll give... That's why I gave it to one her. One lyric. That's it. That's all she needed. And we're not gonna go into it anyway. <laughs> Moving on! So, um... Some of the things that we got, like, for the coffee, I got cafe latte. I was a cafe mocha. I'm a total sweetheart, according to this. You are? I think oh, that I is. highlighted that. You did. For you. <laughs> I was going to ignore it, but she went in there and she's like, ah, no. Ah, no, you are a sweetheart. Oh, shanks. Um, and then I got, nat I think you highlighted naturally I creative did. for me. We did it for each other. She's like, I don't really know. I'm like, yeah, you're naturally creative. Have you taken a look at our cover art? Scarlett did that. Isn't she creative? <laughs> anyway, moving <laughs> on. Uh, what was the first one? The first one was one of those ones like pick this and we'll tell you. Um, was I think this one was the one that was like your personality trait that like, I, oh God, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a personality trait, clearly. Yes. Um, what about the one after that? Um, something... That people like about you, I guess? Yeah, what people know you for. Yes. Um, and this is interesting because we both got the same answer. And you can absolutely see that coming to life right here on... I was going to say on screen, but it's not, not on screen. screen. On, on headphone. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> Oh, God, I'm really just playing Over into it. Over the sound waves. <laughs> the sound waves. Um, yeah, the... <laughs> Shall I say it? Your adorable awkwardness. 
Yeah, we both got that. Yeah. Can you hear? Can you hear it? Can you see it with your mind? Can eye? you tell? <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, um, which is interesting because it said that we both attract people that are similar to us, and we it's share very true one brain cell. We do on the same vein, right there. Um, we can jump into the sixteen personality because. Uh, we got the same result <laughs> for the 16 personality. Yes. So we got the same type. Our percentages were different. Yeah. But the same type. Same type, even with the ending... Um, T for turbulent. Basically just another wing type. Um, <laughs> so our type was INFJ-T. Um, which is supposedly one of the most rare personality types. Yeah, like, what was it, less than 2% of the population? Yet here we are. In the same room. Pretty funny. Ha! Um, I also think it's strange that we got the same exact personality type on this and not on any of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Not a single one. No. Just this one. I mean, we both got chaotic for the yeah, alignment, but... but that's it. It wasn't quite... I mean, this is on the nose. This like, was on the nose. Um, I really liked this test. I don't like the agree to disagree bubble thing, but um, the website's pretty, like... It's very aesthetically pleasing. They really put a lot of effort into... Um, Marketability. Absolutely. And um, their little icons are adorable. Yeah, that makes it much more fun to be typed into a box. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. I'm not tell- I'm not saying it's good, but no. out of the other ones, I think that was, like, um, the one I had the most fun with, and um, I don't know. It's interesting to see what people get on that kind of stuff. Yeah, because they also had the celebrities and, like, the yeah. famous people, and that was really interesting. And mm-hmm. some of them, I'm like, I'd be curious to know how they pick some of these people, because, you know, some of them are fictional characters, and some yeah. of them are very long dead. <laughs> And, I mean, if you think about it, like, a fictional character is way easier to type than an actual That's very true, which I'm, like, not opposed to it, but I'm curious. But you can't, I mean, you can't answer questions for a person. You can't. You can't decide someone's personality for them. And I think, you know, I mentioned motivations for the alignment and for MBTI. I was like, for my behaviors, my specific behaviors, because that's what a lot of their little statements were geared towards. I'm yeah. like, this is probably why I'm getting this, because I I know my behaviors, my behaviors are pretty much set. And I feel like that's how they picked for celebrities that haven't, you know, taken the test. Like, right. they pick these behaviors. Like, this person does this more often than that. This person does that. And I'm like... But are you looking at them as a person or as a celebrity? Because I feel like that gets into a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Um, adding a whole, like, layer of people's personas. Yes. Like, you, you, I don't know, you, like, switch into these different areas of yourself. And they're still, they're still yourself. It's still different parts of you. Um, but when you're in different crowds, when you're in different situations... Um, your family versus friends you're yeah. at school versus at home or work or work oh god <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about work um but yeah you you have so many different facets of your personality and these different um things that you can fall back on that again these types don't they don't account for that sort of flexibility that a person has um for situations lastly 
we did take another um, sort of MBTI type test. We got a different answers for those one, um, but... So I've taken this personality test multiple times throughout the years, and I have consistently gotten the INFJ. Um, this was, I think, the first time I got it with T because I think that's a recent thing. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong, but I don't really remember it from when I was in, like, high school when I first took it. But we did try another one because, like, I know there was some controversy over 16 personalities, and it gave me a totally wacky one, one I had never had And, you know, even though acknowledging growth and change happens, I felt I way more saw myself reflected in the INFJ than the other one. I was like, ah, just, uh." but I could also be attached to it. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, Which, I mean. I want to be a rare personality type. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of plays into it, though. Like, you want to be. Yeah. You, I want to be. I want to be. So therefore, I I think, therefore I am. (laughs) Um, So I'll acknowledge it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with saying, like, you're allowed to make decisions about who you are. Yeah. Oh my God. What a thought. I'm allowed to make my own decisions. Freaking wacky, man. (sighs) Speaking of decisions... (laughs) Let's talk about the Enneagram. Oh, God. The, our favorite. Our oh, favorite yeah. personality test. It's the best one out there. You know it. I hate it. Okay, so round one of us taking the Enneagram. Which is just about a year ago for me. And around the same time for me. Um, you got a two. I got a two. And I got a six. Originally. Those were our original numbers for the Enneagram. Correct. To clarify. And then this time around, I got a one. And I got a six. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that motion. Look at that change. <laughs> wow. Um, I touched on this already, but adding wings and like little... Mistypes? Mistypes and caveats like, oh, well, if the moon is... In retrograde. If, if Mercury's in retrograde and the moon is full... You're a four. Sometimes you're a ten, which doesn't even exist. Like, it's... (laughs) (laughs) We made up a whole new personality type number for you. It's a zero. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. Um, I have feelings about it. I don't don't know if it's just because of... It's just not good. (laughs) My apologies if this is your favorite personality test. If it is... That's fine. It can be your favorite. It's just not ours. I don't I don't live by stuff like this. No. Because it's pointless. I live by me. Um <laughs> as you should. Yes. Uh I don't know if you want to share any like little snips of it or if we so, can move on. I was this is what I'll say. Go for it. Reading through this, it was all negative. Like the other ones they give you like what your good traits are and like things to work towards which is why i don't necessarily hate on personality tests um but the enneagram it literally just so i'm a six a conflict it it's titled conflicted between trust and distrust i hate that that makes me sound so like wishy-washy and while (laughs) i'll admit i can be about big things i am stick with your gut trust your gut because you know it can't really lead you astray however 
This is just like, oh, you're just always worried and you're scared. And, you know, it said something about how I'm prone to violence. I am the biggest freaking scaredy cat ever. Like, hello. Um, <laughs> but then add into the, there's a whole paragraph, a full ass paragraph about how you are most likely to mistype as this or as this. And then with the wings, I was just like, what is the point? Of this test, except to tell me I'm a constant ball of fear and worry, and I'm most likely to be a different number than what it's telling me I'm supposed to be. What's the point? I don't understand. I'm glad that you pointed out that it's really negative, um, because it freaking is. Um, My little, like, title thing is perfectionist, responsible, and fixated on improvement. And I don't know about you. But when I hear the word fixated, I don't feel very comfy. <laughs> it's a very um, it's aggressive of, term. It is, it is aggressive. It has a very negative connotation for me. And um, the first line of it says, they never think anything is quite good enough. And I, that's just... <laughs> that's so the opposite of vague. Yeah, it's very, it's like, oh, it's like they were thinking of nine friends that they had and they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to type that person and I'm just going to write a thing about, you know, oh, you know when, you know when people write those little like things and they're like, these types of people as flowers and they like write a whole thing. Oh my gosh. Like Tumblr. Did you just discover something? (laughs) I need to make a phone call. Seriously, it feels like one of those posts. Um, now that I'm thinking about it like that, I can never think about it like anything else again. <laughs> Everything has clicked into place. So we are looking at a personality test for nine friends. I'm... And their brothers, because they've got those fucking wing types. I'm shook. <laughs> please, please hold. Oh my god. <laughs> Now that we've made this amazing discovery, let's move shocked. Let's move back to what we were Shooked. supposed to be talking about. Yes. Okay. Um <clears throat> so I know I noticed uh something that kept coming up when other people were talking about the Enneagram is that people were kind of seeking validation for intrusive thoughts. Her eyebrows <laughs> touch. Um, <laughs> they do a scrunch. Um, so a lot of what I was seeing was like, as we went through and talked about some of the stuff that um, we agreed or disagreed with, um, there's a lot of negative things that peop- uh, that the Enneagram is bringing up. And I, f- I feel like when you have people that are struggling with self-identity and struggling with um, any sort of like mental illness, anxiety, depression, things that make you overthink and dive into, like, things about yourself in a negative fashion. Um, I feel like when you find things that just validate how you were feeling, whether it's good or bad... You, they latch on to You that. latch on... You, you, because you just want something to, like, oh, I was right. Yeah, I mean, I've been there, so, you know, acknowledging yeah. it... It's, it's very easy to do because in that time, in that mental state, you are looking for just anything. Yeah. But it's when you don't learn to grow and move on from it. Yeah. It becomes an obsession. Yeah. And then people just start to say things like, this really confirmed how messed up I am. 
this really confirmed that I need help and then they don't do anything about it um that just like stunts your any potential for growth or recovery yeah any attempt at healing you're just completely stopping yourself so even when there's something that's like kind of um not really calling anything out though the enneagram definitely will call you out on shit it's um, not nice i've got a quote here that says um, people who take things personally often feel that they are being evaluated, seeing slights and criticisms where they don't exist. This kind of defensiveness consumes relationship energy like a black hole. It's also slightly paranoia. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to which a response could be, see, I am a black hole, rather than saying like, oh, I might need to adjust how I am behaving <laughs> or how I think about how I'm behaving. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about confirmation bias. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Let's bring in the researches. Um, so I read some Psychology Today stuff. I've got a little quote from Dr. Heshmat. I'm sorry if I am pronouncing the name wrong. Um, Confirmation bias is when you you stop gathering information when evidence gathered so far confirms the views and prejudices that one would like to believe. Um, this is just exactly how people feel when they read the stuff that's in a personality test result. Um, obviously, if you're looking for validation on something, you're going to find it. Yeah. You will find what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Whether it's good or bad. And... I think uh, he, he talks more about um, the self-depreciating um, and then ignoring bad. You can't do that with the Enneagram. No. Um, he talks about ignoring the bad in society and ourselves. Um, I wish. <laughs> but I'm focused more on the way that we begin to think, like, the worst in ourselves and then fall into this hole of trying to convince ourselves that, hey, maybe those people were right about me all along. <laughs> um, and then it sort of like leaves you in this area where you you can't escape these, like I said earlier, um, this like repeated thoughts. And um, he says that uh, we may become prisoners of our own assumptions, which I thought was pretty powerful. That's heavy <laughs> and it's absolutely true yes um and we put way too much weight on things like this um we put way too much weight on like both like how others see us and how we see ourselves whether it's true or not and i i think that like when we do become prisoners of our own assumptions that we become what they kept saying is inflexible learners um, mm -hmm. with a fixed mindset. Yeah. That, that being fixed is really not good for, obviously, growth. If you're fixed, you can't change anything. You're stagnant. Yes, stagnant. Ooh. I love that word. <sighs> My biggest fear. <laughs> um, so then it, it begins to block out this ability or drive to change for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, by entertaining destructive phrases, pinning yourself down and reminding yourself, this is who you are. This is all you will amount to. And it starts to become like this 
spooky little voice in your head that sounds a little bit like someone that <laughs> was mean to you when you grew up and it it turns into like your own voice like the things that people have said to you or about you become like this inner monologue of oh i can't oh yeah i can't and i won't um so i really thinking about um personality tests it's really a toss-up in a balance between self-definition and then self-improvement. I, I like think. that. So that's kind of where I'm moving to. I don't want to just drag personality tests forever. <laughs> they have some benefit, but I don't think people use it that no. way. People don't use... I mean, okay, let's let's remember. These tests are a tool. Yes. Um, they are a tracker for tendencies and a note for patterns. And if you can pay attention to those things, then you can change a lot about yourself. Yeah. Self-awareness. Um, Self-awareness. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> um, these tests are not dimensional enough to capture an entire person. I thought maybe um, as an interesting note, like if we had like grouped all of the tests together, what kind of like personality type you would get if you are actually paying attention to everything that's going on. So that's adding the fantastical elements of, like, the alignment tests and the goofy elements of the uh, BuzzFeed stuff. That's interesting. I want to make one now. The, the most elaborate It would take seven hours. Oh, yeah, it would be... Oh, you'd have to go on, like, a role-playing mission. <gasps> this is just becoming a D&D &D campaign. Okay, let's... Moving on! Back. Let's pull it back. Um, these tests, however, are a concept... And they change to slide human cognition into easy, bite-sized categories. That's it. Um, yeah, I like that. <laughs> some of them, not the Enneagram, <laughs> uh, will suggest areas of concern or possible problems. Um, but we need to remember that the work or the changes that can be made after taking these tests um, is done as individuals. And it's all tasked behind the curtain. So it's just laying stuff out there for you, and you you need to do with that what you will. Um, so it's basically, here are your weaknesses. Later. Uh, <laughs> um, and that kind of leaves people who are impressionable in a sort of limbo um, where they're wondering, oh, what this is what's wrong with me, and how I don't know how to, I, I don't even know where to begin to fix it. Um, and then they feel like they have no choice but to accept these words that are given to them because that's all that they really have to describe themselves hey hey no you don't <laughs> no you don't um so that's where it moves into you need to take these results and move them into small actionable goals out of theoretical categories yes <laughs> her eyes went wide <laughs> i can't disagree because <laughs> i agree yes um something i want to note real quick um you still have a choice to be who you want to be. You have a choice on who you are as a person, who you will be, what you dream to be. Um, and you wake up every single day with the chance to define yourself again, regardless of how you were yesterday, regardless of who you defined yourself as yesterday. Um, you have an opportunity to give yourself a new word that is your own and not theirs and a new thought and a new outlook. 
You can start over as many times as you need to. As many times. Okay, so... Papers. <laughs> um, let's see. Another thing is um, when taking these tests, and I know that I felt this way, and I know that um, some people that I watched take the test felt this way, um, you might find yourself constantly saying, well, it depends. It depends on situation. It depends on company. It depends on where I'm at. Um, yet, we come out with this label on a box on who you're, you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to fit into it, and you just kind of have to crawl into the box and close the lid and say, here I am. This is me. I am <laughs> INFJ dash T number one with a wing of two. Like it's, it's silly. Um, cause people are dynamic and I, I know that you can attest to this, but there will be moments in life, um, where you have to be something that you're not. Oh yeah. All the time. I mean, we mentioned it earlier, you know, the different personas you put on. Yeah. I, the me now is not the same me from five years ago, ten years ago. It's a total, totally different person. The me I was at one parent's house is completely different from the me at my other parent's house. Two almost psychotically different plums. It was a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many different personalities i think that i think that's person highlighted personality traits yeah like at for example because i don't have a problem talking about it at my one parent's house i was much more creatively free-willed i was very like just dove into that that's who i was at my other parent's house i was much more academically structured um there was a lot more structure and that's, you just, you fall into it wherever you need to be. Yeah. There's a lot of just being who you need to be at that moment. Yeah. Um, and I think that's especially true for people who come from, like, multiple households, um, people who come from maybe less than ideal um, family situations. It, and in that circumstances, it's used as a way to protect yourself. Yeah, Absolutely. You, you become who you need to be. And this is why people are so dynamic because I am not necessarily comfortable in front of people. Um, but when I'm at work, I have no problem talking to strangers. I, it, you just, you highlight facets of yourself that will get you through the day. That is the word facets. Facets. <laughs> Here we are, facet crew. Anywho, um, <laughs> so another Psychology Today article, this one was specifically about personality tests. This one was by Dr. Hardy. Um, talked a bit about how researching, um, or research shows that labeling or diagnosing can be helpful for practitioners for guiding therapy. It's not necessarily good, <laughs> for the people who are struggling um, because it can lead to, and this is, quote, tunnel vision and limited thinking, unquote. Wow. It's almost as if people studied and went to school and got what? degrees and licenses for this. Huh? Who'd have thunk it? Weird. 
Um, so my little bit of advice on that, um, is just be mindful, um, when assuming a label, especially if it's somebody else's being imparted on you. Um, even if you're, even if you're taking a personality test or any test for that matter, if you're just taking BuzzFeed quizzes, just cause if you're looking for something, you're going to find it eventually. Yeah. And when, when you do, Again, think critically about the the labels that you're assuming on yourself um, because it sort of limits the way that you can then move. If you push yourself into a box, it's going to be very hard to then get out of it. Um, another thing, um, setting goals. Talked about those actionable goals. So, um, something that was listed out in my, um, things that I need to work on. I don't necessarily agree with these things. This is just as a sort of example. Um, my Enneagram says that I, um, impart impatience, frustration, annoyance, and judgmental criticality. Um, I disagree. (laughs) Regardless of whether or not we agree or not. (laughs) Um, that's not the point. If, if you are going to put any stake into something like this, that's telling you all these problems that you have when they don't know you, (laughs) um, try and turn it into something that can be an actionable goal. So if I were to believe that, oh, I, maybe I am judgmental, um, or maybe I do believe that anger is a bad emotion. I, I don't remember which one it is, but one of them says something about how um, my personality type doesn't... Um, one of them told you that oh. you need to go. Um, they, what this is, the ones tend to be uh, emotionally repressed. Oh. And uncomfortable with expressing tender feelings. And they see emotionality as a sign of weakness or a lack of control. And that's where that yeah, the control say, lack of control. Um I don't this isn't true for me, absolutely not. I I don't find this to be anywhere remotely close to how I, I am. I can concur. But again, if I were to believe that this is um true, those actionable goals could be something like I'm going to try and open up to someone today. I'm going to, if I am feeling bad, go ahead and actually talk to somebody about it. Like, um, I'm going to let go of control. (laughs) And this is just small things like, oh, I'm going to share how my day actually was with my trusted friend, or I'm going to open up a little bit. These are just small little things that you can do, um, either to try and break yourself out of that or show yourself that, hey, this paragraph that someone wrote does not define you and it never will if you don't let it. Um, that's also saying be mindful of your limitations. Don't just... Um, <laughs> know your boundaries. Yeah, know, uh, know your boundaries. That could be a whole other thing. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. Um, remember that, uh, things change, people's, people change, people change and results change. We have proven that already today. Yes. Um, and this is something that's really important to me. 
Use others' words lightly when you are defining yourself. I don't, I have a very strong distaste for when people lean too heavily on um, other people's definitions of them because the only person that can define you is you. Um, Personality tests are a baseline, maybe a fun party topic, maybe a fun podcast topic. Um, But don't use them as a crutch. You're an individual and you don't need to fall into this need to be overly categorized just to fit somewhere. Don't hide behind them. Don't use them as an excuse. Use them as a starting line, as that baseline. Make those actionable goals. Take the best attributes that you find. That's absolutely okay. Run with it. Yeah. If it says you're kind, you're freaking kind. Go be kind to people. Good job. You did it. Treat people with kindness. Learn from your shortcomings, maybe, if that's an option. Um, Like I said, you can open up to people or think a little bit before jumping off the... Flying off the handle. Jump (laughs) off. Don't jump off the handle, okay? (laughs) And remember, you can always be more than a number or a four-letter acronym. Yes. Period. Well, that's all I have for you today. Paper's finished. And that concludes episode one. So, personality tests are a crutch. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. (laughs) I can't. Well, good. Well, guys, we'll see you all next time. This was Miss Scarlett. This is Professor Plum. Later. Bye. Bye.